The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is our monthly coaching call. This is Frank Congelos, your host, and our guest today is John Henry, president of OBS Financial Services. John, welcome to the show. Always great to catch up. How are you today? I'm doing great, Frank, and as always, thanks for having me on the show and look forward to having a conversation with you today. So, John, you know, you and I, we do this program you know, usually a few times a year, and we usually try to pick times in the course of the year where there's things that are going on that are relevant. And through the course of the last few weeks, we've had a lot of market volatility. And I know that people, when they're seeing this volatility and they get their statements at the end of the month and they're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? They start to be concerned. And so what I thought we'd spend some time talking about today is the volatility itself, um, maybe some of the perspectives on what causes it. And then, you know, what should people be doing? And also expectations, because, you know, I always say is, you know, when you own equities, you know, the reason why they pay a better return is it's a risk premium. We're getting paid for that volatility, but we tend to lose sight of that sometimes when we do get that volatility, because we like it when the ride just goes up. We don't like it when the ride goes down. So that being the case, John, what are some of your insights? Because I know that you've been doing this a long time. Um, you run a great organization there. What are some of the insights that you're seeing and perhaps just sharing with some of our listeners um, why they're seeing this volatility? And, you know, it's typical October, November that we see it, you know, which is, you know, there's reasons for that. But what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, frankly, what I'd like to do is I'd really three three areas of discussion here. You know, one is a, a little bit of... Um, you know, having a plan as a as a client or as a somebody out there, a little behavioral finance, and then I'll get a little bit into the technical aspects of why we're seeing this volatility and what we can expect and and some things of that nature. And so, you know, first of all, the most important thing I always talk about: investments are very important. These technical things we're going to talk about are very important. But as a client of yours, Frank, that they make sure, and I know you do this, these people have a plan or a process that you've taken them through, and they have a philosophy of investing. And having that plan and process is more important. Markets are always going to go up, and they're always going to go down. But over time, if you follow your plan and your price, your process, we know those are the people that have the best real return. So I, I always like to talk about that. And then I'll talk a little bit about behavioral finance, too. When we get volatile markets like this, bumpy markets, you're exactly right. You, know, you get your statement in the mail, or worse yet, you watch CNBC and, and the nightly news, and obviously the media is there to heighten these things. That sells advertising, that brings people to it, and we react. Uh, we react and we sell or we change and whatever we do, we change our plan and our process. And something of interest is... It's probably from a reassurance reassure people is if you look at what you know we've had a few bumpy rides and you know we had the eighty seven stock market crash we had the dot com crash we had the you know the two thousand eight bankruptcy of Lehman Brothers and that and if you look at all those markets um in all those markets and just to give you some statistics here after the stock market crash um in nineteen eighty seven the markets three years later were up 33%, um, and five years later they were up 76%. You know, 
you know, after the dot-com crisis, three years later they were up 2%, five years up 5%, and then 2008, which I'm sure a lot of your clients will remember vividly, three years later they were up 12%, and five years they were up 47%. My point of that is that markets are going to drop, and there's going to be volatility, but when we get to the the other side of this, you know, we do see returns historically. And, you know, if you rack, you can hurt performance. And, and, you know, I've seen several different statistical things that, you know, if you, uh, you know, you miss the, you know, one day or two days in a, in a period of time and because you didn't write it out, you can significantly impact the returns of your portfolio. So, that's a little bit of, you know, having the plan and realizing that long-term basis and how markets react. You know, it's interesting when I listen to that because sometimes when, you know, people get a little emotional, you know, with regard to the ups and the downs and of the market, and there's like, should I be getting in? Should I be getting out? And then I always try to explain to them. I go, well, that's a form of market time, timing, and then you're going to try to time it twice because you got to time the exit, and then you got to time the new entry, and history tells us that, you know, that doesn't work. Um, and that's emotional investing. And when you were mentioning it before, there's an organization now called Dalbar. And one of mm -hmm. their studies that they do is they look at investor behavior. And it shows that typically, you know, the average investor is getting half of the market returns because of that emotion that's coming in and getting in and getting out. And, I, and I'm Italian, so I always say it's like food. Food and money are similar, and when I say that is we're supposed to do the opposite of how we feel, meaning that I'm supposed to eat less and exercise more, but I like to eat more and exercise less. And likewise, when it comes to the markets, you know, when it's going up, I want to be all in, and when it's going down, I want to get out. And so what I'm doing is I'm you know, buying high and selling you know, low, and that's the opposites. So our emotions are not always wired for that, so just having some reassurances – that it's a market cycle, and just like when people say, well, Frank, you know, I'm saving for retirement, and I always say, no, you're saving through retirement because it's got to carry That's you right. your lifetime. And, you know, when we think in terms of market cycles, a cycle is not a year. You know, it's, it's, it's many years that are going in. You're exactly right, and you look at this market here, Frank, and just to share some things about this market, you know, we just ended a, a quarter period. In the last eight months, we've had um, two 10% downturns to the market, which is pretty significant. I don't know if we've ever seen that. But if you still look at it, you know, the major indices, the U.S. stock market's still up 7.12%. Um, the international developed stocks are up, you know, 1.31%, somewhere in that range. And you know, so as much, you know, as we hear out there and as much as we see these big drops, there still has been performance and we've over a couple, couple drops. And right there in a, even a smaller viewpoint, um, you can see that. And, and the one thing I want to emphasize, um, this is why we have diversified portfolios as well. All markets don't move the same way. And the more diversification you can have, you know, in that portfolio, which, which we provide clients, you know, that risk we can neutralize or take down, or the standard deviation, the relative volatility of that portfolio. 
So, John, let's stay with that for just a few minutes because I knew, you know, from time to time when the markets are going up, we get the opposite conversation, which is, well, Frank, the S&P was up, you know, 10%, but my portfolio didn't do 10%, and that's because of all of those different asset classes. And maybe we mm -hmm. could just take a couple of minutes and explain in a little bit deeper dive that the whole point of having a managed portfolio is all of those asset classes managing the risk and taking it through you know full market cycles, not short-term investing. That's that's correct. And let, let's use the S and P as an example because certainly you've had clients come into your office and you show them the statement and it underperformed the S and P 500, and they go, "Why do I have this big diversified portfolio when I can simply go into the S and P 500?" Well, a deeper dive on that. Those S&P 500 are large cap stocks, and they're in a cycle where large cap outperform the some of the other asset classes. But in reality, that doesn't happen that often. And you know, and if you look over periods of time, I don't know what the best performing asset class will be next year or what we close this year out. But if I provide exposure to all those asset classes in a diversified portfolio over periods of time. That diversified portfolio is going to outperform a single asset class because I have diversified risk away from the portfolio, and I'm always in the asset class that does perform the premium, and I capture it, whether try to time it or isolate it. So I think that's a great point, Frank, and a very important point. So, John, the other thing maybe we just kind of talk a little bit about, and I know that you know, you've sent information to us. We share it with our clients uh, with regard to intra-year gains and declines in the market, which is, you know, in the course of a year, I mean, there could be substantial swings in the market, and it's not sure. where the market always ends up. You know, so maybe address that a little bit. Yeah, let, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, there is, you know, market volatility. Last few years, interestingly, the swings have not been that dramatic. If you go back to a year like 2009, following the 2008, you know, there were times the market returns were up, you know, tremendously during that year, and there were times that they were tremendously down. But we still ended up with returns that were double-digit at the end of the year, even though at one point we were double-digit down. So those swings are going to happen within, within the years. But the thing is that if you step back from that, even that one year, with all that swing upward and downward, the vast majority of the years from, say, 1979 to 2017, in, that, in those portfolios, or in the markets, I'm sorry, they, they ended up positive that year. Even though at one point during that year they were down, most years they ended up the year positively. And I think that's what you're talking about. Oh, absolutely, because I, I remember back, you know, there were people that were talking about, you know, back in 87 and you know, how the market, you know, hit a low of 30. But then when you went to the year end and you saw how it ended up, you know what? Didn't end up minus. You know, so yeah. when you just see some of that, it's like we have to kind of relax. We're not investing for a year. We don't speculate. It's a managed portfolio. It's investing, not speculating. You're right, Frank. And another thing to talk about is, you know, we're talking about the equity market volatility but in a good diversified portfolio, that client's also going to have exposure to fixed income. And the interesting thing about fixed income right now, as you're wearing your clients where the Fed's been, you know, raising interest rates, and, you know, 
we're seeing for the first time in some of the bond portfolios where the yield is achieved or the return of the portfolios is beating what inflation is. And that's a good thing in that diversified portfolio as well. And, um, you know, the other thing is that the portfolios we build are shorter duration and high quality. And one thing is with the shorter duration and the rising interest rate curve, we, you know, are avoiding the risk of being long in the bond and hurting ourselves. So that adds into this portfolio as well and what ultimately the net return the client sees. Great perspective. So if I were to summarize uh, kind of a little bit of a takeaway, and this would be my perspective, and, John, if you have anything that you can add to it, mine would be, you know, one, deal with an advisor. Uh, make sure that your portfolio matches what your objectives are with regard to your time frame, which is, again, if you're saving for retirement, it's not to retirement, it's through retirement, which is if someone's retiring next week, next year, 10 years, the reality is they may spend 20 or 30 years in retirement. So these are long periods of time, which is you need a total portfolio to do that with equities, fixed income, and so forth for a lot of that. The second side of that, you have to live with a risk tolerance that you're comfortable with um, so that you're not losing sleep over this. So if you don't like when the market goes down because it is going to go down. It's supposed to go down just like it goes up over periods of time. Um, you've got to have a risk tolerance that you're really comfortable with. And a lot of times we think we're riskier sometimes than we really are until we see you know, the market goes down and goes, maybe I wasn't as risk as I thought. So I would just say have a good advisor, have a diversified portfolio, know your risk tolerance, and make sure that your risk tolerance is in alignment with where you are. And then the last thing I would say is we go through cycles. They're supposed to go through cycles. It's not one way up. And so there's going to be some volatility. And if you were to look at you know average returns, it's not a linear return that it happens every year like that. There's going to be some great years, some flat years, some negative years. But the total return comes in from the full market cycle. And that's the way that we see it. And, John, you know, you're doing it as long as you've been doing it. Do you see it differently, or do you have any no, other perspectives you can I, share? I, I see it exactly the same way you do, and, and having that perspective, you know, that's really the perspective that you need to have. And the points that you emphasize, you know, I totally agree with. And, you know, one thing I might add that's kind of interesting and put a, a positive slant on things, as you know, um, Frank, we very much focus an emphasis on value stocks or the value premium. And if you look out there, value the last number of years in a diversified portfolio hasn't been as um, it hasn't been in favor. But if you go out and look at price to book and price to earnings these days, you're seeing very favorable pricing, you know, in value stocks in some of the international markets as well. Which means as all of this has happened, and this is one reason why you have a diversified portfolio. But as much as the markets have been volatile. You know, we're seeing some things. It's not like some of this stuff is outrageously priced or some it's even priced low, which is a general indicator that, you know, that that's a good thing you know, for future cycles in the market. But I'll just, you know, I, I like to throw things in there to provide additional assurances. Those are the kind of things that we're looking at for clients and trying to understand all the time. But uh, I think the foundations of the ones that you covered, Frank, are very important. And then just the last thing that I would mention, and, John, if you have a perspective on this, 
you know, you hear politics, you hear things going around the world, and people start to get concerned. And the reality is, is if we look over time, there's always politics, there's always things going around the world, and the market continues. It is what it is. Sometimes we have some volatility on a short-term basis based upon that. But over long periods of time, um, the news headlines are not really what's driving what's occurring over a full market cycle. You know, I, that's a great comment. And let's use the midterms. We've got midterms coming up next week. And you see all this negativity and, you know, people's concerned about the markets and all of that. But the reality of it is, the reality after U.S. stock performance, you know, after midterm elections, the average next calendar year has a return upward of 17.91%. So, that, you know, I'm not saying here I don't predict markets that's going to happen after this midterm. But my point of it is there's all this hype around these things or these events, and there's that market cycle. It does come back because the market's built on market cycles and fundamentals and, and diversification in those portfolios. Very good. So for all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth, and our guest today was John Henry, president of OBS Financial Services. John, thank you so much for being with us. And this is Always been, a pleasure, Frank. Thank, thank you, you, John. And this has been Frank Congelos, and we wish you a great month. And enjoy, uh, we should be having our Thanksgiving holiday here in November. So have that happy Thanksgiving. Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation.